What is happening, guys? My name is Chris. I'm Paul. And uh, welcome back. It's been a while. It's been four weeks, isn't it? I know, I know. <laughs> well, do you know what? Like, Paul's been busy doing his show. So Chris's fault. Yeah, well, yeah. I've been sitting here, you know, waiting. Minus one day, I couldn't do it. My dog was ill, but anyway, yeah, I seen your video. The shop's looking wicked. Yeah, it's getting there now. It's getting to get. It's coming together. You know, we're we're really we're really pleased with it. You know what I mean? So it's it's making a lot of sense. It's yeah. comfortable. I got my office back, which is the the, the big bonus for nice. me because I can get on with all the other shit I'm doing now. I think you know? um, I think you inspired uh, myself and Reese because. Uh, <laughs> Nipper's gonna lose his shit, right? So if you don't know Nipper, he's my business partner or mine and Reese's business partner. But anyway, he had COVID, right? So he was off work for a fucking week. So he comes back into work, and uh, I put like all shelving up down the front, put all the awards and like got plants everywhere. Started to make it look fucking nice, like do you mean? And then he was off work for another day, and what used to be our stock room on our sterilization room. Um, I ripped all the fucking walls down. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like my shop. Yeah. You know? We were like, fuck it, we yeah. want to redo it, we got to do it. Anyway, but before we ramble on about other stuff, right? Because we do. Yeah, we do. Anyway, today's topic is, do you think... Do you not think we should have some sort of intro? Well, I was going to say... <laughs> I, what I was going to say is, do you think it's safe to use anaesthetic with your tattoos? Find out after the intro. Oh, yeah, do you think it's safe to have anaesthetic with your tattoos? Find out after the intro. Yeah, find out. Right, so we're going to try and keep this down to 10 minutes. We're going to try and get this taken care of. It, it, yeah, I know. Anyway, so, what have you got for me this week to talk about, Chris? Well, I, I sent. So, if you haven't seen it, but everyone, no, I've seen it, I've showed it to Paul, but I've noticed uh, a few celebrities now are actually going under. They're getting put under with anaesthetic to get tattoos. Excuse the interruption, but before we go any further, I've got something I've got to tell you. This episode, like all episodes of. That Tattoo Show, the podcast that me and Chris do, is brought to you with the help and assistance of some of our really good friends at Electrum Supply. So if you can, please do me and Chris a favour, head over to the Electrum Supply website, pick yourself up some stuff for your tattooing and tell them Paul and Chris sent you. Who knows, they might even give you a discount. With that said, thanks Rob, thanks Electrum, back to the show. Can I just clear this up? So what we're talking about is the kind of anaesthetic that you general have... General anaesthetic, When it? you have... when General anaesthetic. So the kind of thing that you have when you have an op, a major yeah, operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if so. you're going to have open heart surgery, obviously you yeah. can't have that while you're awake. It would be quite frightening. So the thing that they do when they put you unconscious for five or six hours to have surgery... So what you're saying to me now is celebrities are opting to have that just to get a tattoo. Yeah, well, I've seen, like... I don't know if it's been <laughs> organised through a tattoo studio... But post Malone, I'm sure, right, and by, by the time we've edited this together, we'll find the pictures, but I'm sure there's, like, footage of, like, Post Malone, and he's, like, fucking unconscious, and he's got, like, three or four people tattooing him at the same time. Wow. And then I think I've seen Travis Barker as well. He's, like, having his kneecap tattooed, and he's out cold. And, like, somebody posted, I think it was uh, somebody whose name shan't be mentioned because Paul doesn't get on with them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun. They put up an interesting kind of comment, and it's like, how long is it going to be until, like, a celebrity or a sports person dies whilst being under anaesthetic? And then that obviously poses the question, like, actually, how safe is it? And, you know, is it irresponsible for tattoo artists to put their clients or arrange to get their clients put under. I doubt you'll get it done in the UK, you know, and you've got to have a lot of money to do it, but I wonder, like, is it going to be something that's going to backfire and turn on and fuck up the industry? Can you imagine that in the newspaper? Uh, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so dies from getting a tattoo. Because they want to say that they died 
under general anaesthetic, they'd say they died getting a tattoo, and I think that would like really fucking be bad for the industry. Um, I don't think that'll happen. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't personally think that there's going to be any point in the future where a celebrity is going to die from general anaesthetic whilst getting a tattoo. Because let's be honest, we're not talking here about rubbing a bit of lidocaine from Bactine onto somebody's skin, which is relatively safe. Like, I mean, they sell lid, you know, Bactine in America yeah. as a bug spray, right? That you can liberally apply to, you know, children's cuts and bites. So, you know, with something like us using a bit of lidocaine here and there, we're not really posing any kind of threat. Realistically, I don't think. Unless, you, unless you're just doing something fucking stupid, right? In which case, well, you're just a threat generally. Right? Yeah. You're just, you know. Let, let's imagine I want to get a general anaesthetic to get a tattoo. I want to get a full sleeve done in a single session by four artists. I think it's going to be dreadfully painful. I've got enough money. And I'm like, do you know what? I'll get general anaesthetic. Well, first of, first of all, you need uh, an anaesthetologist, yeah. right? So you need you need that guy. At the, at, I would imagine at the very very minimum. Like I don't know anything about this, but I'm guessing based on having watched I don't know ER or something like you know some like you know Albi City or something, which is a you know like a hospital program on British telly. Uh, I would imagine that the minimum that you could have is at least one nurse to make sure that your heart rate is okay, yeah, you and that your monitored. breathing is okay. So and they're going to have to bring all of the equipment into a tattoo studio and set it all up. So you're going to have to have heart rate monitors, you know, presumably breathing monitors, crash carts. You know, they're going to have to have all this equipment with them. So the first thing I would say is nobody is likely to die from it because I, it's so expensive that it's really going to be rock stars and movie stars that can afford that kind of madness. You know, I mean, I think for your average person, the price of that would be... Yeah, I'm trying to find it would be crazy. The, the, the post, like... You know, so I don't think that's a problem. I also think that, you know, back in the day, uh, when they, they used a different um, anaesthesia, it was, it was more dangerous and people would die under anaesthetic. But yeah. in the last 30 or 40 years... That's changed dramatically now. They use a different kind of yeah, uh, but I, anesthesia. So I don't think I don't think it poses any risk whatsoever because you, well, if you're going to get put under, the tattooist isn't going to do it, right? You know, it's not like oh, the tattooist. Yeah, no, no, is, no, we I'm, can't become anesthetologists, right? It, you know, it, it just that isn't how it but works. But the, the, so. the complication will will always be there, though, won't it? You will always have that. But what's what's you can the complication? Never never. Well, what's, they, what because you think see? about it, it can't, you know, getting your tattoo, getting a full sleeve tattoo. Imagine you've got a full sleeve and a full back in, in one go under anaesthetic. In terms of stress to your body, that's got to be less stressful than fucking open heart surgery. Mm. And people don't die under, I mean, yes, okay, it does happen. But what, what I'm thinking is, if, if, you know, you can go through having your ribs opened up and somebody reaching inside and, you know, all of that, that's got to be way more stress on your body than a tattoo would ever be. Yeah, so sure. I, I would imagine that there's, you know, what's happening is not likely to kill you because you go into some kind of cardiac arrest from the pain or something. So I can't imagine it's going to be dangerous. I think it's fucking stupid. I've oh, got to be honest. I think yeah. it's absolutely mental that you would that you would do that, you know. And that's why I think it's only going to be, you know, rock stars who've got the money and can't be bothered with the pain and the the aggravation. I you think, know, yeah. Um, I think it's like I think it's a case of one of those it's one of those situations where, you know, 
people are doing something to be you know insta famous like do you mean or tiktok famous or youtube famous yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. you know they go oh well you know we probably shouldn't but we can so let's do it you know it's, or you know also for this it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should do you yeah mean? yeah so like yeah, you know yeah. so then you're like oh yeah you know look at me i've tattooed fucking travis barber or post malone like it's not and it's no different than when like there was that tattoo artist who gave uh, Travis Barker, the the the, the tattoo machines, and there was like pictures of him, either him getting tattooed by his missus or him tattooing his missus or something, and it caused a lot of like uh, mixed reviews online, and the companies that promoted it had to take the pages down or the posts down. Sorry, not the pages. Let me just move my cookie wrapper. Again, I think that that's uh, it's another. Um you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm sure that kind of stuff goes on in tattoo studios all the time with clients where they just show an interest and you've been tattooing them for 10 sessions and they go, can I just have a go? I mean, I've done it with one of my clients. I've just gone, yeah, all right. And we'd, I mean, we make them wash their hands and oh, put on yeah. gloves and, you know, that sort of stuff. And I'm like, don't, you know, when I give them a shader, it's a big area, so they ain't got to worry about the lines. They just want to, what's it like to hold a tattoo machine? And I'm like, well, I can do it. And they're being supervised. So I don't think it's any big deal, but I don't share that with 100 million people on the internet. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think then you, you know, you're, I'm not, the I don't set an example in the way that Post Malone does. You know what I mean? He's a, a lot more people are looking at stuff that he does. No one gives a shit what I'm doing. So I'm kind of free to do yeah, whatever because, I want, right? Yeah, you know, what, what if it gets to the point, right, where, you know, uh, there's kids in America and they're like, oh, yeah, Post Malone got put under the general anaesthetic to get tattooed. Obviously, we can't afford it. So why don't we just take a fuckload of Xanax just so enough so we're fucking. We're out there. Out cold. Next thing you know, well, I mean, I think you run, in, you run into a problem then of uh, certainly in this country. I don't know how it works in other countries, but we're only allowed to tattoo a consenting adult. Yeah. So well, an adult, and that is the terms of our license in the UK to do that. Um, it isn't really a license, but it kind of is a license, but that's a whole other story. But so the, one of the conditions of that is that the adult is consenting. So an unconscious adult can't consent. So I'm not sure if you wanted to do that in this country, how you would legally get around it. So like, because that person can't, they have to be conscious to give consent all the way through. So I'm not sure if it would work yeah. where you would be on a legal footing. I guess at the end of the day, they're going to have to sign a some sort of waiver to say, I understand that I'm not, I can't do this. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll ever become a thing. I don't think that, no. you know, I think you run into problems when you have some, you know, tattoo is going, well, I'm a part-time anaesthet anaesthetologist. I'll, I'll, I'll have a crack at it for you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it goes, I mean... Uh, like, you just don't take that off, yeah, do you? Well, I've always fancied having a go at anaesthetology. Yeah, well, you know, this I'm is the thing. These aren't... They, they are actually done in a clinic or in, like, a dentistry place or something. Yeah. So, like, the stew, the tattoos have had to go somewhere for him to go yeah. under. But I, I also think culturally, because in America you, you pay for a lot more stuff, so the, the idea of the dentist providing a service rather than the dentist... Because, I, you know, in, in the UK, because of... We have the NHS and you know free dental and healthcare up to a certain point. It's not the kind of thing. You, the doctor is not a servant. Like mm. we don't walk into a doctor's surgery going, "Well, look, I want oxycotton. Uh, I'm in pain. Give me these." And the doctor goes, "Well, I want you to keep coming back. So yeah, I'll just fill in these prescriptions because 
I'm not paying that doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm paying through my taxes, but I'm not actually paying him. So I think there's a different relationship there. You know, when you go into the dentist and you, and you go, well, I want to be put under to have my teeth cleaned or something, they will do that in America. Whereas here, they're, they're not, a bit yeah, like, they don't be do such it. a baby. Like, just put up with it. Uh, you know. they, they will, over in the UK, um, they'll put you under to have certain dentistry done because my missus is yeah. going to do it. Um, but it's a, their decision, not yours. You can't, like, go in and demand it. Oh, if you pay yeah, privately, you know. yeah. It, well, I mean, if you pay for it privately, you can, but... But I'm that. thinking like, that's the. I didn't go. You know, I, didn't get, I didn't get put under, but like I had to go to the dentist before because I had like really bad toothache, and I was like, oh, like um, how soon can you fit me in? And they were like, oh, if it's only NHS, you're looking at a two-year wait. I was like, what if I go privately? Yeah. And she's like, just sit down there, we'll do it in ten minutes. Fucked up, innit? Well, I mean, that was that was the same when I had surgery. You know, six six years uh, to wait because this is one of the problems with the NHS that it's over, it's swamped. You know, underfunded, uh, and then I, and. And uh, yeah, it's underfunded um, and underappreciated as well. So, but the same people that would have done it, I asked them, "Well, if I go private, when can I get it done?" They went, "Oh, next Wednesday." I'm like, "Okay, there's your three grand." You know what I mean? For yeah. 45 minutes. I'm like, well, well, you know, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of my clients, he's he's just he found a lump in his stomach, and he's like, instead of waiting for the NHS, he's just gone to a private clinic to get an ultrasound scan. Yeah. He's like, 250 quid scan. You know, I suppose it's got his good points but it's also got his bad points like so so what are we thinking then obviously like i said we're trying to keep this short and sweet i don't think it's going to be a problem because uh it's going to be too expensive for it to become a problem yeah uh the only way i think it could be a problem if you got a situation where like you said a load of kids go we can't afford a general we'll try and drink enough booze and smoke enough crack that we're unconscious and then somebody get you know gets fucked up like that um maybe that's a maybe that's a thing to worry about or if you you know some you know some terrorist also is a part-time anesthetologist and, yeah. and has a crack at it themselves i think if if like in post malone's case you're in a professional setting with professional people i don't i don't see how that's ever yeah. going to be a problem i just think Other it's than, fucking stupid like i, I, I well that was the, that was the two things that i was going to say one it proves you've got more fucking money than sense and second, it proves you're a massive fucking fanny. Because not only, not only that, this is the, this is one of the other things, right? Like, you know, we've all done this as tattoo artists, right? Is that you're halfway through a tattoo and maybe the person's got a, an existing tattoo that means you might have to alter the design and you don't really notice it until yeah. you get to that point or maybe you're at a certain point and... and um, you realise like they've got slightly olive skin and one of the colours yeah. that you're going to use might not work. But you don't realise that until you get to that colour when you're tattooing. Now, how the yeah. fuck are you going to turn out to your client when they're unconscious and try... You, so you can't... Well, you, you can't. They've got to give you blanket permission to to just do but, whatever you but, think yeah. is best. But then what happens so you then... you know what I think is, is more they, likely to happen? Forget the question, who's the first tattooist to die on like under anaesthetic? What... What I'm thinking is, who's the first? Who's the first celebrity to be put under and then find out they're in some sort of tattooist sex tape? <laughs> <laughs> because this is the other thing—not a sex tape. But I'm thinking, if I imagine you got Post Malone unconscious in your chair, would you not do a couple of selfies while he was asleep like that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put some different hats on him. That's give him like some in, uh, sunglasses or something. And like <laughs> horrible bosses, isn't it? It's his horrible bosses with Charlie Day's character. He's unconscious, isn't it? She's like fucking <laughs> teabagging yeah, him alone while he's unconscious. Yeah, just teabagging him. <laughs> it, 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 I think that's what's more likely to happen. Who's the first celebrity that gets teabagged? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, whilst yeah. under anaesthetic, <laughs> you know. But that's the whole of the story. And so, yeah, that's the answer to that question. Yeah. We solved that little riddle. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just don't Fucking put your stupid. clients under. Tell them to, you know, have a can of concrete and man the fuck up. So, yeah, the fastest hackers in the world. Is that a thing? Well, do you know what, right? This this actually stems, I'm not, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to call anyone out really, but I seen something the other day on TikTok and it was like somebody put a picture up and it was like, check out this sleeve. It was like, it wasn't a full wraparound, but it was like an outer arm black grey sleeve and they, they'd done it in like four and a half hours. And I like to think to myself, like, I'm fairly quick as a tattoo artist, right? But I can't fucking tackle that quick. And every logical part of my brain, just even before I completely analysed the shit out of this person's tattoos, every logical part of my brain was like, there is no physical way that you can do that much work that fast and it actually be any good. It's physically yeah. impossible. You know, you've got to fucking, you know, you've got... Something's got to give. If you're taking shortcuts, then you're going to be able to see it. So, like, you know, for example, like, the shading is going to be choppy as fuck when it heals. The line work's going to be wobbly, you know. You want crisp lines. In, in case you're not sure what we're talking about here. Um, Sorry. Maybe you're starting your, starting your journey of tattooing. Uh, you know, we're talking about speed over quality, you know, because I think Chris would agree with me when I say this, that the faster you go when you're tattooing because tattooing is not um it's, it's not a race right no. uh, the quicker you go as you're tattooing the generally you are sacrificing quality to get things done quickly so yeah. you know you can crank your machine right up um you know and i've i've been in this position before where i've actually started i've started a tattoo as they were starting to clean the convention down to close it for the evening. And I, yeah. I literally just started doing I was only doing like a 20-minute tattoo, right? But um, I, there's, you become very aware that you've got to get it done in a particular time. Yeah. If you work in like a street shop and you're doing walk-ins, then, you know, you don't want to be spending two hours on, you know, something this big. You, you've got to get things done efficiently. That's not necessarily sacrificing quality. You just set... You, you get a setup that is efficient for yeah. what you're doing. So... You know, speed generally equals, you know, more speed, less quality, less speed, more quality, right? And what we're always trying to do is find the right balance between, you know, that's way too yeah. slow, that's way too quick. And the truth of it is, I don't know how you feel about this, I don't think there is, uh, you know, the perfect speed for... for for all tattooists to do. I, like, I don't think you can say a black and grey rose takes three hours because it might take somebody 30 minutes and it might take somebody six fucking hours. But then you're going to have, like, different different quality to it. Exactly. But, yeah, but, you can have but, a different quality to but, it. But I think, like, when somebody is doing, you know, extreme... You know, when somebody's doing a tattoo that, say, would take me... I don't know, like, let's just say it would take me, like, seven sessions to do... And they do it, and that's like seven, six-hour sessions, and they're doing that in four and a half hours. As somebody has been tattooing for probably like fifteen years now, I think something stupid like that. Um, I am categorically will say that corners are going to be cut. The the quality of the tattoo, it's going to look good from afar. You're going to have like this nice impact. Like you're going to yeah. look at it and be like, wow, that looks cool. But then upon close, it's like looking at a car, right? I'm thinking from afar, thinking that car is fucking really nice. That looks uh, like a Lamborghini. 
And then the closer yeah. you get to it, you realise it's a fucking Skoda that somebody strapped cardboard to and painted it with poster paint. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. the yeah, closer yeah. you get, the more you inspect it, it you realise, like, this isn't actually that good. And I think, like, that sets a standard then. Or it's like, I, I think I've noticed this for a while. There's, like, a new standard of quality that's been set in tattooing where, you know, when I was into tattooing, Everybody wanted to get their black and grey as smooth, smooth as fuck, like Bob Terrell. You know, if you could get your black and grey work to look like Bob Terrell, you've 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 nailed black and grey. Now it's like everybody's just like four mil stroke, pepper shading. You you there's none of that kind of like smoothness. And I'm I'm not saying it, it doesn't look good. It's a, it's a nice texture to and if it's done well, but I think it sets a standard that people expect like. They don't. They don't expect the tattoo to be nice and smooth. Like Nipper does his black and grey super smooth. People will look at his work and be like, "Well, I can get it done down the road." And in their heads, it, it, they're like, "Well, it looks the same." But then, if you put them side by side, you'd be like, "That's choppy as fuck. That's smooth as fuck." So yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you I, not think though that that is that that's like anything? It's just an answer to tattooing has been smooth and highly rendered and photographic for. What fifteen years or more now? Prob- mm. like, definitely in the, la- the last ten years, tattooing has become more smoother and smoother and more photographic. We've also got to the point where um, some artists that I've seen everything's smooth, and it's like you know, like so if they're rendering a, a, a photorealistic tree, they'll do it smooth, and I'm like, it's bark. It wouldn't be yeah, smooth, mate. So you do get to that kind of like everything starts to look like you know, 80s airbrushing where every single thing is smooth and faded and then we get bored of it as fans and as viewers and we go, I want a bit more texture in it. And and I think there's the move back to peppered shading is people going, this, this, not only does it look better, but it looks better in the skin when there's a little bit more attitude in the shading because... I agree to to a certain extent, right? But I think what I'm trying to say is that there's pepper shading or stipple shading that's done well and then yep. there's stipple shading that people are doing just because they want to do fast. a large tattoo really really fast yeah and then and then this but, is this is where the laziness comes into it it's like you don't need to learn to do smooth tattooing anymore because what people do these days and i think the 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 boys that i work with they looked at this person's photographs and instantly they were like hmm looks like they got a bit of softening on there in post so it's like you've got yeah. somebody doing like these choppy as fuck tattoos, going in Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever, slap a filter on it that smooths it out. You don't need yeah. to. And then you yeah, go yeah. on the avenue of false advertising and it's going to come mean, back the, and bite the, the, the thing that I would, The thing that I would always be concerned about with stuff like that, particularly because, you know, the, the stuff that you showed me is black and grey, and most of the stuff that I saw, that I, would, I wouldn't mind betting the dark values are in, the uh, so the black values and the darkest of the values are there, but as the values get lighter and lighter, most of what I was looking at was relying on redness to make the shades. Yes. And once that redness is gone, I wouldn't be worried about the black because the person that, you I know, will can say, clearly tattoo very very I, well. I will you know. say I, I I did screenshot the pictures, I popped them into Lightroom, and I did adjust the levels and. Mm, debatable. It was a lot of patchiness to the black. Eat, come on, like. Well, this is, but this is the thing when you're covering the ground really quick. If you're trying to pack black solid, you know, you can't just fly over it like, no. like it's nothing because it doesn't work that way. You know, you've got to spend a little bit of time in the skin. Um, and if, you, if you're trying to get 
30 hours of tattooing into three and a half hours, then you're going to have to make a load of compromises. Maybe yeah. they do a lot of second passes and stuff, you know? Oh, the other, the other thing I was thinking of as well is, is the whole I did this in three hours or I did this in four hours maybe a little bit of a white lie and what they're actually doing is they've got that person in the chair for like, say, seven hours, but they're only counting... You know, you can measure your machine run time. So they're going, oh, yeah, well, yeah. my machine only ran for three and a half hours. So I did that time with three and a half hours when they actually did in, like, seven. I, I mean, I think, ultimately, why would you think it was an accolade to have, you know? Um, yeah, I'd rather, this, I'd rather the, do you a see, nice you've come, you've come to me for a full sleeve of a piece of permanent artwork that I will wear forever. Yeah, hour and a half, mate. <laughs> would, would, do you know what I mean? Like, it, like if, if you had somebody coming in to paint your building and, and they said, yeah, we'll slap it all up in 30 minutes, you'll be done, you'll be, you'll be open again by the afternoon, you'd be like, no, nah, mate, I want you to spend a bit more time because you'd be like, are you going to mask all the top off and make it all neat? No, 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 we'll just get up to it really quick. It'll be like when you stand back, it'll look all right from a distance. You'd, you wouldn't pick that painter, would you? You'd yeah. be like, no, nah, well, do you know what, mate, you're all right. I, I, like a perfect example is like, I wouldn't be able to draw that picture, like, you know, one of those pictures at that scale in four and a half hours with pro markers, yeah. with colouring pencils. So if you couldn't yeah. do it with, like, pro markers or colouring pencils, you know, you might be able to get away with doing it with paint. Paint's a little bit looser. I, I just ultimately question why it's even, you know, like, best tattooist in my town, best tattooist in my shop, best tattooist in the world. I, I get how those things are like accolades. Fastest tattooist in the world. I mean, what good does that do anybody, really? You know, like, I yeah. don't... I mean, like, what's your catch line? I don't pay attention to anything I do. Well, it's well, over it, so yeah. fast, I never, I never notice what I'm doing. I mean, it just seems... I don't know. For a permanent art form, that, that's the kind of thing that you would do if you were doing graffiti on the side of a building and running yeah. away, get it done in an hour and a half. But for something that some a person is going to wear for the rest of their life, do, does it re, really, like, do you, does that person want it done in four and a half hours? Have they only got enough money to get it done in four and a half hours? Would you well, not be better off saying, but, well, get a better piece, well, but, but yeah, smaller? Thing, though, like you know they, I mean? They're probably charging a, sleeves price, a price of a sleeve just for a four and a half hour tile. You know, they, you, mm. I wouldn't do a fucking... If I could do a sleeve in four and a half hours, I wouldn't charge for four and a half hours. I would charge how much a sleeve costs. Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, but, but there's loads of... Calling, it, like, I mean, it could be a little bit of the tattooist, maybe their client base all want coverage and just where they are geographically and what they charge and the, and the client base. Maybe they're at a, at a place where people are coming in and wanting huge work for... You know, not a lot of money, done quickly, done as efficiently as possible. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've, you know, like, you know, back in the day, you know, Little Swastika did um, fucking five backs in, like, a couple of days, didn't they? You know what I mean? Like, all, like did the big five back projects and everything. So mm. it's capable, you know, he's capable of doing it. But again, yeah. I think there's a... There is a lot of sacrifice of quality there, you know what I mean? You yeah, sort of look I, at it and go, no, that but this panel is the of thing, black though. is it, not actually black. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, and this is the thing. Like, I know somebody that's done a back piece in a weekend. And, you know, to do a back piece either in a weekend or in a day or whatever, right, when you actually look at the tattoo itself, there's fuck all detail to it. It's badly drawn. It's just large areas of flat shading. There's nothing to it. And it's like, you know, 
you again it goes back to that you're cutting corners to try and do this thing to wow well, you people. Are. Yeah, uh, but and, like, maybe it's that you know it's one of the symptoms of trying to stand out on the internet or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I, everybody's got to have a unique selling point for their brand. I'm the fastest I can do a sleeve in 45 yeah. minutes. I'm I like, can do really I don't know, man. Sh- shit tattoos fast. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I'm I'd joking, go as fast to say that I thought they were really shit, but t- I'm, um, no, I'm joking. I am. Like, I'm sure mean? that I'm sure if that tattoo is <laughs> doubled the amount of time they spent on that piece, they could double the quality. Oh, of fucking 100. percent They're so, super talented. You know, that's the thing. Like, they're a really talented artist, and if yeah. they spent more time, more time on the pieces, you know. the, I but would... they might, like I'm saying, they might have clients that just want mad coverage fast. You know, they might be like, I don't care if you got to touch it up afterwards, but I want, I want my full sleeve done in a day, and maybe that's. That then they have to go back in and smooth the shading out a bit in the second session. Maybe they just want coverage instantly. I mean, some like, people do, you know what I mean? It's mad. I, I, See, personally, like, I don't get it, but... I don't know. I, I tattooed a footballer. I think he played for Swansea or something, and he wanted his forearm, his entire forearm, wrist to elbow, done in one session. He was black and grey, right? I managed to do that in 12 hours, wrist to elbow. There was nowhere near as much shading or like you know texture. It was all flat. It was like just doing a traditional half sleeve, because he wanted yeah. coverage. Like, and I was fucking f- flat out, nonstop. Yeah. I was just like, wow, big fucking mags. Yeah. I, so I just saying like, it's, it's, I can't see how it can be done. Well, I mean, even if it can, like, I, I'm not questioning about. Questioning whether it can be done. Should I'm questioning whether done? you should do, yeah. should be done. Yeah, right? Should really you shouldn't. not be approaching this permanent art form with a little bit more? Um, I don't want to use the word care because I, that in, that implies that the artist is careless, and I don't think they. I don't no, think no, these wait. guys are. I just think they're in some kind of weird uh, race. Uh, for something that doesn't mean anything, it doesn't. Yeah. No, oh, I did that in four and a half hours. So like what? No I want to see what you could have done in fourteen hours. Like, yeah. if you can do that in four and a half, then well, let's have a look at what you can do in fourteen. Can you imagine? Do you know what I mean? to a, Yeah. Can you imagine if you went to a barber shop and they were like, "I cut you in two minutes." You'd be like, yeah. "Ooh, do I really want you cut me?" Yeah. Or if you go to a you go to a car garage and be like, "We've got a new range of cars. Each car was built in a day." You'd be questioning, you'd be like, oh, is that car safe? Exactly. (laughs) In a world where it's not okay to be homophobic, racist, trans... Transphobic, isn't it? Transphobic. It is perfectly okay to be completely ageist. Nobody ever pulls you up for telling people that they're too young or too old. So my question to Chris this week is... Are you ever too old to learn to tattoo? This is a tough one. I think, like, there's got to be a limit to how old you are because it depends on, like, how quick you pick tattooing up. So if you're, say, for example, if you really want to be a tattooist and you're not picking it up that quick, then the likelihood that you're going to get to that point where you're good enough to tattoo on skin, that might be, like, five years, might be three years. And if you're 68, then maybe... You're going to be a little bit too old then to start. I don't know, like... Yeah. Because, like, you wouldn't want to start a sleeve at the age of 72 on somebody and then, you know, next, you know, three years later, because of your bad health, you've died. So what I, what I think, really, what we're talking about is not maybe people who are 60 and 70 years old, but what about people that are 36, 46? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like I said this before, but obviously before we started recording this, I'm sure 
Bob Terrell, he started tattooing when he was like 35. And I think like at that age, you know, take your apprenticeship into consideration. You know, you've still got a good time frame for a decent career ahead of you. I mean, I was in my 30s when I learned to tattoo properly. You know, I actually learned to tattoo. I wasn't in my 30s when I first picked up a tattoo machine and, yeah. and did something with it, but I was... To actually learning, I was in my in my mid thirties, so probably about the same age as Bob Tyrell, you know. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't really affected my career, you know what I mean? The other the other thing I would say is when you're older, it's very likely that you've had a life before doing something else, and because you've chosen tattooing, there's probably a reason for that. You've probably got a bunch of transferable skills yeah. that you might not realise. So actually. Learning later in life, in some areas, like in customer service and, you know, looking after your business and, you know, those kind of things, actually, it, it can be easier to, to get into the business of being a professional tattooist. Um, it still takes the same amount of time as it would to learn. So you still got to burn probably three years of your life getting good at tattooing. Minimum but, three. Yeah. And when you're older... The, where the downside is, when you're older, you're likely to have more dependence, if we like, or more responsibilities. Yeah, more responsibilities. So actually, learning to tattoo, uh, and really, like, you know, when you're 18, and, you know, maybe still in college or something like that, you can devote your entire evenings to drawing and drawing and drawing. Well, you might not be able to do that when you're in your mid-30s, right? Because you've got a life, right? And you've got shit you've got to do. So I don't think there's... Personally, I don't think there's an, a point where it's where you can never be too old to learn to tattoo, but realistically, the older you get, the less you're going to do with tattooing as you go along. Yeah, you're not I think 30, 40 year years old, you can, get, you can get a career out of, out of tattooing, no problem. But 65, 70, you know, 60, you're probably like less likely to... to... Well, I mean, you, you could definitely learn to tattoo and, and, and become a professional tattooist, but you probably wouldn't have... And unless it was something you were going to do in your retirement and you like, you know, you're a retired multimillionaire businessman that just fancies doing it, you could have a banging shop and do it, I guess. But I think if you want to get a career, you you kind of need to be probably 40. Oh, yeah. Latest, maybe to, to get a 10 or 15 year career out of tattooing, maybe 40 is like on, on that, that's on, that starts to be on the edge then, I think. They reckon that you, you, you realistically, you could change your career every 10 years yeah. and have a decent career every 10 years. Like, uh, I've read that. But you will, like I said in the intro, if you are trying to get into tattooing later in your life, you will uh, meet not a different amount of prejudice because I think you get the same amount of prejudice when you're a kid, when people just go, oh, shut up, you're just, oh, you're just yeah. a kid, you're just a kid, you don't understand. But you will, when you come to tattooing, like, A, you'll struggle to find anybody to teach you when you're 35 because you, you know what the score is with the world and you're likely to go, that's fucking bollocks, mate, and I'm yeah. <laughs> you know, and argue. So they don't want a, a grown-up in the room because they can't kind of rip you off. So you'll get lots of people going, you're too old to apprentice, you know. At the same time as well, it's like, you know, if you... Say, uh, for example, if I was to take on an apprentice, I would look at that as somebody that maybe uh, would take over the shop from me when I decide to retire, for example. Yeah. You know, so you, you'd want somebody that's young, that's going to have a long career ahead of them. So then, you know, at least you know that whilst you're there, you can get them to that point where you think, right, I'm comfortable enough now to leave the shop in your hands... You can, you know, buy the shop off me or whatever, like, you know, whereas, like, if you've got somebody that is, for example, 
say like you know a couple of like I'm 37 you now say if somebody's learning the tattoo and they're only a couple of years younger than me that's not going to be the person that I can look at and go I could leave my shop to you when I retire because you're only going to be a couple of years fucking behind me like to me yeah yeah I know what you mean there's the, the longevity of the business and selling the business on to the next tattooist and the yeah. next tattooist do you think as well right that it's yeah, is they like too young? Nah. Do you mean are you? Is anyone ever too young to learn the tattoo? And the reason for this, right, is you know on this one, right? I we we've been getting a lot of like requests for apprenticeships, and we're not looking to take anyone on at the minute. You know, we're still doing work on the shop and, and all that stuff, and we just don't want. We just can't be asked. If I'm perfectly honest, I, I literally can't be fucked to teach anyone <laughs> right now. I'm doing. I got a four year old that I got to try and teach to fucking speak Welsh when I'm trying to learn myself. Yeah. Um, so I can't be fucked teaching anyone else. But, like, my advice, I always give to everybody because I think it's something that, like, I don't regret not doing it, but it's something that I do wish I may have done it in the evenings. Um, and I say to every single person that wants to ask about this apprenticeship is to go to university, do some higher education in, like, graphic design or in illustration work on your drawing because like we get loads of people coming to the shop going oh yeah i'm really good because all their family and friends say they're awesome and then you're like yeah but you're not though you're shit yeah yeah in the politest way i don't think there's any age that's too young to start learning to tattoo i think it depends on the circumstances obviously my daughter started learning to tattoo when she was eight yeah but there's a yeah but But that's because she grew up in in a tattoo tattoo shop. shop the average joe like, you know, somebody just comes in off the street, they're 17, 18 years old. Obviously, we wouldn't start teaching them until they were 18 anyway. But, like, I don't think there's actually any law to how old you can be when you start. No, there's no law that there's no law to prohibit you, but there is uh, employment, employment law laws. prohibits you from working. But yeah. do you, would you want somebody that hasn't got any, like, real-world experience, you know, they've literally come straight out of school, straight out of college, starting to learn to tattoo, they've got no kind of, like, life experience, whereas... If they go to university, at least they're going to have a little bit of life experience. And on top of that as well, if they get a degree, that, to me, shows that they have commitment. Yeah. And they will see something through. And if they use their head... I think these days... Go on. I was going to say, these days, kids have to stay in education, certainly in the UK, until they're 18. Like, that's... now. Like, when I was a kid, you got out of school when you were 16, but now you have to stay until you're 18. Yeah. Beth was the first generation of kids in England that had to do it. Um, I would imagine the rules are the same in Wales. No, I don't know. But so what we've been saying to people is, look, you can't realistically work in a tattoo shop doing anything meaningful until you're 18 because you can only do a few hours when you're 16 and you can't be exposed to hazardous substances. You can't actually do any of the things an apprentice would do, really. So what we've been saying to people is when you leave school and you go to, they can either stay on at school or go to college. I'm like, study something arts-based yeah, at yeah, college yeah. for two years and spend two years drawing and learning That's exactly graphic design, what, textiles. Yeah. yeah, do spend two years of your life drawing with that in mind so that when you come to the shop at 18, that you've got a portfolio of drawings that are actually good, not just that your nan yeah. likes, that are, you know, we can, that somebody's critiqued them and helped you get better at drawing. You understand the fundamentals and then you can start. I mean, I'd say that's the same to everybody, right? It's like if you're thinking about getting into tattooing, start fucking drawing oh, now. Fuck, Straight yeah. away, just start drawing. start drawing. The other thing, the other thing as well, right, is I one of the reasons why I say to people is like, do something like graphic design 
or illustration. Because if you want to get into like if you if you do like art and you want art to be some sort of like you know, your career or whatever, tattooing might not be for you. You might love tattooing. You might really want to be a tattooist, but sometimes it's not for everyone. Like you might pick up that tattoo machine. I know loads of people have done it. They've just held the machine in their hand and they've just gone, ah, oh, it's uncomfortable. It. it just feels weird. Or or they you know, or they they hold it and they're like, Oh yeah, that feels good. But the second they try to tattoo, they just can never get it. It's like yeah. I think it's one of the things like when I first picked up a tattoo machine, I was like, meant to be like. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this feels like second nature, it feels comfortable. There was no awkwardness about it. Obviously, wobbly fucking lines when I first started, but the, the, it, it felt comfortable in my hand, whereas, like, other people... My second ever tattoo was a portrait of my mate's dog. I took to it that easily. I felt completely comfortable, just grabbed a mag, grabbed a grey wash set, and was like, yeah, this is this is just... It is what it is. I can do this for sure. But I'm early, early to mid-30s at this point. I've spent my whole life making art... Yeah. ..and painting and drawing and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So... Like it's the, the tattoo machine part of it. Actually, when you're in that position, it's not. Um, it's one of those things that like you can learn how to do it in five minutes, and then it's spend the rest of your life trying to get good at it and trying to figure it out. But the basics came to me really quickly. But same as everybody else, lining I think was a fucking pain in the ass. I just I can remember thinking lining was never going to fucking work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I think like a lot of tattooists early on, I'm like, well, if I never get this line work finished out, I'm going to just do portraits and I'm not, I'm not going to use any liners at all. <laughs> 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 and I know loads and loads of people who shall remain nameless. I've had that conversation with them. Why did you become a realist? Because like, I couldn't fucking put a oh, line in. Fuck. So I decided to do realism. There's a lot of it, lot of it about, mate. Yeah, and do you know what's really mad as well? Like I've seen people who've done that and then they've decided like after a few years of doing realism that they'll start doing line work yeah and I'm looking at it going oh stick to realism man the thing to practice more than anything else is to spend a thousand hours pulling lines just lining and lining and lining pulling or pushing pulling or pushing we'll go into that at some point you can push or pull you can do both but it depends on what hand you use I find but well that's a good stop point, actually, because we'll be talking about the different hands next week. Uh, I've got uh, another conversation that I want to have with Chris. Uh, Chris. With Chris. 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 I'm, so I'm breaking these teeth in for the dog. <laughs> We've done loads of episodes, you know, talking to that, and nobody's meant, nobody's noticed uh, my gold tusk. I can't gone. see it. Like, you're far away. What happened? I've got loads of problems with that with that particular tusk. That's the one that I fucked up with banging it into microphones. So. We're having to do lots of like reparative work uh, on it to keep the tooth there, basically. Otherwise, I got to spend. I think the alternative is I got to spend like three or four months with a, a gap there while it heals, and then they have to put a peg in it or something. So, this is this is a see how you get on with this kind of idea. So, you're going to get pegged. Yeah, going to get no, <laughs> brush your fucking teeth, kids. You'll you'll miss them when they're gone. Let me tell you. And with that, so uh, what was we talking about? Oh, yeah, you're never too old to tattoo, but you might be too old to get a career out of tattooing. That's the only thing. And you will struggle the older you get to get anybody to teach you, uh, not because the industry is ageist, but just because... It's not worth uh, it. Generally, people like to teach younger people. It's not not as worth it to them, to be honest with you. It's an investment on both sides, isn't it? It's an investment. On both sides, yeah, there is an investment. 
Chris, yeah. it's uh, more difficult to learn to tattoo when you're left-handed. That's because you don't have soul. <laughs> is it, that's ginger people, isn't it? No, I'm left-handed people. Losing a left hand is the sign <laughs> of the devil. The Latin word sinister means left. See? Fucking dodgy it's all of you. Do you know why, though? The reason left is bad. Judas sat on the left-hand side of Christ. True story. This is how this conversation came about. I'm a left-handed tattooist. I've apprenticed two other left-handed people. In our studio, sometimes during the course of the week, the left-handed artists outnumber the right-handed <laughs> artists, which I think is unusual. That is very unusual. You know, there's sometimes there's more left-handed people in the building than right-handed. Because it's all it's, we're all right-handed. No, we're all proper-handed in our show. Over the years of teaching left-handed people to tattoo, I noticed how fucking weird we look when we're tattooing because we 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 all <laughs> we tattoo like this like 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 it's all inverted you wouldn't understand no, the struggle like, because I you're right handed no but that's the thing though like i think you think that yeah uh, like when you look at me tattooing i'm probably tattooing the fucking same as you with the, but with my right hand because i'm just approaching my tattoo from you are going from left to right and i'm going from right to left no i think what happens with left-handed people you know when we learn to write our hand covers the thing that we're writing as we go along yeah yeah yeah. what you do is you invert your hand so that you're above the things oh yeah yeah yeah. so what i've noticed and this this comes back to what we were talking about last week with the pushing and pulling lines both of the left-handers I've taught and with myself because it, it drove me mad when I was learning to line because the person who was showing me was right-handed and I was basically mirroring a right-handed person. It's weird as well. like if you When I watched myself actually lining my drawings, what I noticed was I always have the tip of the, the pen coming towards me so that I can see the tip of the pen. So then I thought, well, maybe I should turn the tattoo machine around and have it coming yeah. towards me. All of a sudden I can do lines and that was like the real kind of eureka moment for me technically i'm pushing a line but i'm pulling it towards me because yeah, yeah. my hand's upside down so i am pushing but i'm pulling at the same time I'm, i might try and learn to fucking write with my left hand like it's weird <laughs> it's doing it, it is funny so, so teaching both uh sam and jay who are both left-handed what i got both of them to do was to think about when you draw does the pen go away from you or does the pen come towards you? With both of them, they went, oh, no, it's always coming towards me. I went, so you probably want your tattoo machine coming towards you. So I had to get them to do what I had to figure out for myself, which was to adjust my grip. Now, I can actually tattoo, like, you know, traditionally, like a a mirrored right-handed person, but generally I'm kind of like this a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like, hooked over... I have it all the time with clients who go, I'll be sitting there tattooing, they go, do you need me to move? You look ever so uncomfortable. And I have to say to them, no, this is just how left-handed people look all their fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) It's just how we look. I'm not uncomfortable, I'm just (laughs) left-handed. You know, I can't help it. It always looks a bit weird. I got told when I I first started learning to tattoo when I was a a kid and I was just helping out in a tattoo shop. The true story of this is I picked up the tattoo machine and held it and the guy that was, that I was really just tracing his flash for him. But, and he, he turned around and he went, oh, that's a shame. You're a bloody good artist as well. And he literally talked to me like I was, I'd got some sort of disability. <laughs> and he was like, that's a shame. I was like, what? He was like, you're left-handed. I was like, well, what difference does that make? He went, oh, left-handed people can't do tattoos. And he was adamant <laughs> that you, it was impossible to learn to tattoo if you were left-handed. Oh. And then I found out years later that he got a piece of information from Japanese tattooing and misunderstood it. So the only time a left-handed person can't do a tattoo is with the traditional tabori, right? Because 
all Japanese artwork, I think, goes left to right. It makes it almost impossible for us to do ah. the waves because we want to go right to left because all of the original uh, Japanese artists who drew the artwork were right-handed, so all Japanese artwork is inherently right-handed. So I can still tattoo it with a machine, but I can't tattoo it with the tabori. So if somebody tells you tat- left-handed people can't do tattoos, tell them, no, we just can't do traditional tabori tattoos because it's impossible for us to hold the, the equipment properly. And if you are left-handed and you're learning to tattoo, because you're likely to be around a lot of right-handed people that are uh, telling you how to tattoo, what you've got to do is take their information, but remember, you probably are going to want to invert your hand. If you are a left-handed tattooist and you've got this far, then you've been left-handed all your life, so you know that you'll never see the numbers on the power supply properly, the clip cord will always be facing the wrong way. If you're using a coil machine, you'll always have the coils facing you and not the pretty part of the machine that everybody else gets to look at. But you already know that because you've grown up in a right-handed world, so you know that it's impossible to peel potatoes and open cans because it's fucking impossible. What I wanted to say was if you are a left-handed tattooist and you're learning and you want any tips... Uh, and you're struggling with anything, drop me a message in the comments and I'll answer them because I'm left-handed and I've apprenticed two left-handers. So I've pretty much bumped into every left-hander problem that you can that you can have, really, to be honest with you. So I, I don't think it's more difficult to learn to tattoo, but I think it's different than it is teaching a right-handed well, person. Well, I, I can't fucking say yes. I'm, I'm going, mm, and I'm like, I have no idea because I'm fucking right-handed. The two right-handed people, which weirdly are both my kids. Both my kids are right-handed, you know. And um, and obviously Karen's genetics are much stronger than mine, you know, survival of the fittest and all that, you know. They'll never survive if they're left-handed. And um, so both my kids are right-handed. They've both taken to it a little bit quicker than the left-handers. Mm. Sam, who was my first apprentice, is left-handed. I didn't figure it out while I was teaching him. We had to figure it out afterwards then I apprenticed Gage and Beth and now I'm apprenticing Jay but because I now know that actually I need to teach tattooing slightly differently to left handed people he's actually benefiting from you know years of teaching and uh, years of being left handed you know well my entire life because I grew up you know obviously fucking 70s and 80s um, actually because there was no such thing as left-handed anything. I'm actually ambidextrous at this point because there's so many objects that were inherently right-handed, like scissors. Do you remember when scissors are now, by default, they're ambidextrous these days, but scissors used to be inherently right-handed. So I had to learn to cut with my right, with the wrong hand, and now I can't use scissors with my left hand. That's mad, isn't it? Because I've got that used to doing it with my right hand. I can't, I can't cut anything with my left hand. I can't cut with my left hand for toffee. It's weird. It's ever so weird. You kind of live in a halfway house when you're left-hander. <laughs> the struggle is real. And with that, I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. And this has been That Tattoo Show. We'll see you next week, guys. Take care.